Hi, this is Jim Swilly. Welcome to Metron Live. Metron is a Greek word that means sphere of influence. I believe in living your best life possible, and that's the reason for this podcast. This is my Metron. Now let me help you discover yours. Welcome to the Metron Live podcast. Coming to you live from the beautiful Kirkwood neighborhood, which is Midtown adjacent. Metron people, would you tell the podcast people that we are glad that they're with us today? Uh, I have a special guest today. Y'all coming in. I have a special guest today, uh, and it's y'all. Everybody, please welcome Reggie and Sonia. (laughs) Here we go. Say no more. (laughs) Encourager. Can we get an usher? To help this lady to her seat. <laughs> Sonia will be taking the microphone. Well, I've, I've been waiting for this opportunity because I got some things to say. <laughs> I'll keep that. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. There are many things that Sonia tells me about some of their trips. And afterwards I say, Sonia, I don't pray for you. I pray for Reggie when I get up in the morning. God, please help Reggie. <laughs> Some of their stories are very, very funny. Some night by the fire, I'll get her to show. Okay, anyway. Uh, very excited uh, about uh, today. Uh, this is somebody who I obviously love, but also somebody I respect. And uh, <laughs> even last night, my... My parents bought a house. It's not across the street from uh, LaDonna's house, LaDonna and Tony's house, uh, where uh, Don and Clarice live. Don is my mom's twin brother. And um, it's not directly across the street, but it's sort of adjacent cul-de-sac. So when, when the foliage is off the trees, you can, you can see, uh, I can see their house from my mom's front porch. And um, let's just say in the decade that they've lived there, the pucks have been called on quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, uh, LaDonna's dad, who is, you know, he's my mom's age, he's, you know, he's, um, he would rather m- me take care of things. Those, those just, let me, let me say it that way. So I am loath to call if I need them to check on my mom if I'm en route over there. So I'm like, but last night, um, I, I call my mom every night the same time. I've been m- moving it up a little earlier uh, because of um, uh, she's been going to bed earlier. But it's with my mom, if she calls me or texts me and I don't respond like in 10 seconds, she's calling the cops. So it's unusual for her not to answer. So last night it was about time and uh, I said, uh, so I called her, she didn't answer, and I called the second time, she didn't answer, and Ken said, is your mom not answering? I said, no, I'm sure she's got her phone off or whatever, it's fine. Well, you know, this is going on 30 minutes now, and I've called 15 times, and I'm texting, I'm like, I'm going to have to have you answer this phone, or I'm going to have to get in the car, drive to Stone Mountain, which, you know, cataract man don't need to be driving tonight <laughs> down Ponce de Leon with those little, like, Sure. We drive, we drive by faith and not by sight. But, and I'm not even kidding. A couple of times, I drove back from Chattanooga yesterday and Kim was asleep in the car. Come on, Reggie. 
uh, Ken was asleep in the car, and when he woke up, I, I said, you have no idea how close you came to eternity several times. <laughs> several times on I-75. You were just seconds away. Anyway, so I thought, don't, don't call them. Don't call, but, but LaDonna is really, she's really like my sister. I mean, our, our parents are twins, and she's the closest thing I have. Come on in. She's the closest thing I have to a sister. Um, so I texted her, and uh, I said, I'm not asking you to do anything, but I've been calling my mom for half an hour. And she's not answering, which is really unusual. I guess I'm going to have to get uh, in the car and go over there. And I knew she had plans last night. I said, you may even be out, and I don't want to disturb you. And she said, talk about Jehovah Jireh. She said, actually, I'm just now pulling into the neighborhood. I'll go check on her. And she knew the code to get in. I said, you are a goddess. I said, I'm starting a new cult. Like if you, <laughs> I'm passing out tracks today. Have you received... LaDonna Park Diaz is your personal savior. I mean, I'm telling you, there's no way to, I said, do not tell your dad I texted you. Um, so anyway, she come find out mom, there was somebody that's calling mom and she didn't want to hear from him. She turned her phone off. Okay, good. Thank you. But the, hey, the good news is, is LaDonna said, I didn't know what I was going to find, but I went in and woke her up and found it. I said, Oh my God, if, if, if I didn't love you already now, now I've you, you've elevated to uh, worship level, and then she also told me when we were talking last night. And I'm assuming I got I've got to get a second opinion on this. I got to make sure this is true. But you know, her brother, Pastor D. E. Paul, who I've done team teaching with, she said that just recently they were having a conversation. They said, "Who do you think's the smartest person in the family?" One, two, three. And she said, "We both said your name." I said, "Y'all did not." He said, "Yeah, we did." I said, "I got to ask him for sure," but. That may be the best compliment uh, that I've gotten from, especially smart as both of the, uh, they are. So, um, I've obviously... <laughs> uh, so, um, within the last... When, did, when, when were you ordained? It's been a couple of years ago now. Yeah, 2019... Uh, Obviously, Donna's always been involved in church work, and she, she was uh, very much involved in Alpha, which was the largest youth group movement uh, at that time, for sure, in the United States, and uh, always been a part of the ministry, but uh, was recognized in 2019 as a pastor in her own right, and very very much in the zone with me, uh, aside from the fact that we <laughs> we keep a running text that we speak in such shorthand, like we're always wanting to correct people's grammar and and word use, but we don't want to sound like jerks. So sometimes I will just text her and say, "I just need you to know." I, what do we? I J T. There's a we have an acronym for it. I said I I don't want to correct this person. I, and sometimes they're in our family. I I just need you to know that they said this, and she, and she gets it. <laughs> uh, but we have a lot of good times together, and that's why if you ever see our pictures. It's a lot of us doubled over laughing because it's it's uh, it's good times. But now this is a little bit different today because uh, a lot of times when LaDonna and I talk, it, it's not about family stuff. It's not funny stuff. It's stuff that is revelation. And uh, so recently I thought, you know, I need to have her come and be doing in the now. Well, I haven't done one of these. Well, I did one with Wellington was here, and then the last time I officially did one was when Jared was with us uh, first Sunday of April. 
and it's time for me to do one. And um, so I text her, and we and we have not micromanaged this. There's no. I, I said this is kind of the direction I want to go in, but you know, this is just our actual conversation. I said what we're doing right now is what we'll do in Metron. And she said, "Okay, I'm there." And um, sure enough, she was she was here when I walked in, knew where to park, knew how to get here, and everything, which I can't say for all of my guests. <laughs> That's why I'm not stressed out this morning because uh, she found it. Um, so anyway, without any further ado, would you please welcome my sister, LaDonna Park Diaz, Pastor LaDonna Park Diaz. Where's your microphone? Those of you that are listening to the podcast, uh, LaDonna just came and sat down with me on our set, and um, we're going to discuss some things. What I told uh, what I told you last night, I said, in a word, what I'd really like to discuss is the concept of our belief system being yes and instead of either or. Um, you know, we're first cousins, uh, fourth generation, fourth, fifth generation. I don't know. Even on her mom's side, ministry goes way, way back. We're like the we're like the Levites. We can uh, trace our heritage all the way back to the upper room. Um, but not everybody is at the sa- on the same uh, at the same pace uh, on the journey, and that's I don't mean that in any derogatory way. But when you when you have people in your life who have been where you are in, or where you were, and are now where you are, those people are especially important. And um, even I won't say what we were talking about, but something. Uh, sometime back, LaDonna said, I want to run this by you, and I don't know who else to talk to you about, about this, because I, you know, you, you gotta be pretty out there to even understand what I'm saying. And when she talked to me about it, I said, look, I don't not believe in anything. So just because I might not know enough on that subject, uh, to discuss doesn't mean I don't believe in it. So let's talk about it. So, um, that's what, that's kind of the direction I want to go. And when I first, uh, talk to you about this. It came up about this, um, the uh, Bible code. Now, I haven't mentioned that to you a lot, but on Christian TV, there was a lot about this Bible code that apparently in original languages, it predicted World War II and uh, 9-11, Kennedy assassination. But you told me something. LaDonna's actually much better read than I am. She actually (laughs) reads books. I write books, but I don't read, I don't read them that much. So a lot of times she'll say, Oh yeah, I read that guy's book and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, that's really good. And you told me that, tell me what you told me that night. This isn't necessarily what we're going to talk about, but I thought that was interesting about the Bible code and anything else you want to say openly. Right. Because some people took that, the whole concept of this Bible code, uh, is that, well, then what if something doesn't come true or if something changes, does the whole, you know, you, you don't, nobody goes back and changes the words of the Bible. The basic concept is when the Bible was given as a divine emanation, it didn't have the words, it wasn't in sentence form with punctuation. There was no delineation between verses or chapters. That was all put in later. The theory goes that, it, that in Jewish tradition by these rabbis that discovered it, is that it was all given as one solid thing and that there was a code in there numerically and that you could plug 
any word or person's name into it, and it would give you, like the guy that wrote the book, Greg Braden, he said he put See, I didn't his, even know there was a book about it. Thank you. He, he put his own name in, and I don't know how they work it out, but it, he said there were dates that his birth date was in there. No uh, the street he lived on, the date his parents got divorced. Do you remember it's, the name of the, what's the name of that book? I do not. I'm so Greg, sorry. I can find Greg, it. Greg Braden. He spells Braden. it G-R-E-G-G, B-R-A-D-E-N. I love him. So he was talking about the fact, though, that, um, which it's, a lot of people think they don't like to believe it or they don't want to believe it because they say, well, that means everything's predetermined and we don't have any free will. How can, how does our free will work into this? But what he said that was so interesting is that it will say, when it makes any kind of prediction with, especially with a date involved, especially if it's something that's going to be tragic in some way, shortly after it will be the same little phrase that says, will you change it? And so what is basically, he said, basically, it's not a prediction of things that were, that will absolutely happen. It's what can happen. It's a warning, like. This can't happen unless you do something to change it. See, that's the part I didn't know because when I asked, when I was, I think you had heard me mention it because you were watching and you said something about it. You knew more about it than I did. And I said, my problem with it is that, because, you know, even when I've talked to you about prophecy, I said, prophecy is not locked in stone. Prophecy speaks to your potential. So my issue with the Bible code is if everything's fixed and it's then, because if that's what I thought predestination was, that we were just, you know, acting out a script that was preordained for us. That's kind of depressing. So I, that was a very important piece of information. Yeah, he actually me. said that what this Bible code represents is the infinite possibilities that there are and the, and the potentials and that it's just showing you, Hey, it's almost like, you know, that concept I, I talk about sometimes is, um, you know, the Holy Spirit universe, whatever you decide to call it, sometimes will whisper something in your ear, like a little intuition that you have, like, Go this way, don't go that way, or what? And you don't. If you don't follow it, then you realize later. Oh yeah, that's why I should. There was a reason why I should have done this. And so I always say in my teaching that if you don't follow the whisper, then you're going to get a little nudge. And then if you don't follow the nudge, you're going to get hit upside the head <laughs> because the universe keeps trying. So that's basically what I think about this Bible code is that it's telling you, okay, this is coming, but you can change it. I love that. Uh, and thank you for reading the book and giving me a report. I don't have to, you're my, you're my, uh, can, living can, cliff notes. Yes. <laughs> we don't actually do that for my brother. <laughs> he used to give me books and I would highlight them and give them. You, your, the your brother parts. just graduated from Emory, uh, School of Theology. I he think, did. He I think did. we should let his professors know that. <laughs> um, so in our conversation, we've talked a lot about bridge building between the old and the new. Um, I have referred to this uh, parable a lot uh, in my teaching where Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a man who brings treasure out of his house, both old things and new. And um, it, it was funny because I don't, I don't think she would mind me saying this, but even just in a recent teaching, I had said something about the Trinity. And you know, Eddie came out of United Pentecostal, which that was a real strong plank in their theological platform. And what I was saying is, I don't, I think the idea of God in three persons 
is um, it's a patriarchal way of trying to understand the infinite. And when I say I, I don't think it's just three, it's like it's three understandings. Of God. But you were listening to it, and your mom walked right in the room, and she said, what? She said, wait a minute, we don't believe in the Trinity anymore? <laughs> I was like, Mom, calm down. <laughs> she was so upset. God in three persons. <laughs> no, tell your mom, I'm good with it. Namaste, whatever you believe. That which is sacred in me honors that which is sacred in you. But to her credit, uh, your mom's very progressive and, and um, uh, you know, we're, we're sort of watching, um, Bishop Pearson, like at the, he's at the river. I mean, his feet are in the river. And, uh, I mean, I've known Carlton for years, but he's really been more like a family member with you guys. And your mom and brother went out there and spent some time with him recently. That's why last week when mom texted me and said, did you hear Carlton had passed? I assumed she knew what she was talking. I figured your dad must have heard it. And then I posted something. I said, wait a minute. I need to check that source. I said, how did you know that? And she told me what page. She, I said, oh, no, I'm deleting that. That's it. That didn't happen yet. But, um, but you know, uh, uh, our uncle, uh, Bishop Paul, was um, such a pioneer. Our, our grandfather was. Uh, it's, it's in our DNA. Like in, in Granddaddy's day, when he was preaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, that was considered very radical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Uncle Earl came along and he was preaching the kingdom of God, instead of us trying to fly away, we're responsible for the earth. That's very radical. And so where you and I are and where DE is, uh, it's just, to me, it's the natural uh, arc that we've all been on for some period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you interpret that in your teaching? You do every Tuesday morning, is it? Yes, uh, every Tuesday at there at the Spirit and Truth Sanctuary. Spirit and Truth Sanctuary, where you guys have been, we've we've done things there before. Ladonna does a teaching there every Tuesday, Tuesday at morning at eleven. At eleven, yeah. uh, tell me, kind of, what's your flow there right now? What are you teaching on right now? Oh goodness. Um, well, uh, for Halloween, remember Tuesday was a Halloween, and so I did something called a ghost story. I do a lot. I also watch a lot of series. I know you and I have that in common. We love movies and television. So I had watched this series a while back, um, and it just was so fitting with this woman. It was a story that began like in the 1600s, and she and her sister, the father of the manor, had died, and they could not inherit the land because of the law, so they had to get a man to marry them. And Anyway, lots of, of intervening circumstances, but the, she died. And her sister ended up marrying the brother. Well, she was her. She was so enraged that this had happened that she, her spirit could not. And I was, t- I had to make a um, disclaimer that I don't. This is not what. This is not my theology. This is a show I watched, but it was very symbolic to me that because of her rage at the fact that she felt like she was taken too soon, and then her sister was living the life she should have lived, that her spirit stayed there on the manor. But the thing that I loved, it was so poetic, was it talked about. Because it showed when she first got married that she had trouble sleeping. And so it was this really, um, any, I love anything with a British voice acts, um, narration. So there's this British woman narrating and saying, so she would sleep and then she would wake and she would walk. And so it showed her doing this. And then after she died, it ended up through a series, she ended up, her spirit ended up in the bottom of this lake on the property and she would get up every night and go back in the house. And so they would see these foot, muddy footprints and not know where they, and they would say, but, 
the whole point was that the, the very end of it, the narration was talking about that she always felt, when she first passed over, she felt a call to go to the light, to a different realm. But she, uh, as um, her will, she said, no, I will not go. And so after a while, that voice just faded, and she just stayed at the bottom of the lake. And so I, I, I use that to say that's how we, sometimes we get trapped in our own misery, you know, is because when we just will not let things go, when we let, then we, and then, and the, but the beauty of it was also because it was um, on television, it showed like her face even disappeared and it said eventually she wasn't even a person anymore. She was just, and I think it said she was just rage and need. And so I use that as, you know, that's why you need to let stuff go. Or otherwise your, you, your own past haunts your Tra- present. Exactly. It's like a ghost from your past. Exactly. Is tormenting you now. So I love stuff like that. Anything with symbolism. Yeah, you don't have to I do love. disclaimers to them. These people are so <laughs> jaded at this point. I used to spend a lot of time saying, now I'm not saying, and they're like, now they're like, yeah, we, uh, we agree. Just go. And let me say this. I also, I used to do this a lot. I follow a lot of people on YouTube, Instagram, etc., who claim to be what they call channelers. And they have all these entities that they channel Metatron is one that's basically, which I think that's what, uh, this is kind of on the topic you want to talk about, the whole bridge between the old and the new. A lot of things we believe, it's the same as other belief systems. They just call it something different. Like when this woman talks about what she calls or refers to as Archangel Metatron, when she starts talking, I'm like, that's the Holy Spirit. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter what you call tomato, it. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Or the first time this, this woman I was listening to, she said, I'm going to sing to you now in light language. And I was like, okay. When she saw, I was like, she's speaking in tongues. Yeah. That's all that is. Exactly. They just call it different things. So what I, I was saying though, that I kind of think that the next step we need to go to, all these people that are channeling all of these archangels or, or whatever, I just want, even I have a lot of respect for her. Some people don't like her, but I have a lot of respect for her. And I have learned a lot from Esther Hicks, who, you know, she yeah, was kind of one of the, they channel. Yeah. she was kind of one of the first people yeah. that channeled this entity she calls Abraham. And so when I would ever quote her though, because I've got a, a, a congregation full of people who were raised in traditional Christianity, I have to say, I had to go through the whole thing of she believes she's doing this. But I really think that the next step is, Actually, I don't think these people are channeling anything except their own higher selves. They just have to call it something else because for some reason they don't believe what they have to say is important enough for people to receive unless they say it's from an angel. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. So it never bothers me. And I don't think they're of the day. I just think they're channeling. We're all channeling the same thing, but they just want to say, and it cracks me up though when they go into a different voice. Because I just, I can't take it seriously. It's not I'm necessary. Like, I'm like, just but LaDonna, uh, we've seen people do just oh as bogus stuff oh, oh in charismatic oh, meetings too. Oh, yes. Oh, so, yes. come oh, on. Yes. Oh, oh, totally. <laughs> I, I have talked to yes, you about, I, I can't listen to people who have preacher voice, who when they're talking to you like this, they're, and then they get them, uh, and they totally change. What's really weird is when you went to Bible college with them, and you run into them, they're like, hey, brother Jim, how you doing? And you're, you're like, like this is me. I used to room you? with you. Yeah, it was last Sunday. I talked about um, Jacob wrestling with. It just says the the man, but he says I saw I saw the face of God, and um, I sort of touched on it. But Fred came up afterwards, and he said he said really he was he was 
wrestling with his higher self. He's wrestling with his own divinity. And I said, exactly. Was he wrestling with God? Yes. Was he wrestling with himself? Yes. It's not, it's yeah. not either or, it's yes and. Same thing about um, Jesus in the wilderness. I don't know if you've ever heard this interpretation, but the, the actual Hebrew word when it says, well, first of all, it's interesting to me that it says uh, God led him to the devil. Or right. it, that in itself is odd. Yeah. yeah, that he let. But that word that they have interpreted as the devil is actually the word akucha, which means uprightness. Right. And so the the interpretation is that when Jesus he wasn't speaking to the devil, he was speaking to his ego. And if you, I don't know if you have the the Kaboris manuscript, which is in Aramaic. It says uprightness led him, and he spoke to his thoughts as little s satana. When he says, right. get behind me, he was saying, he wasn't talking to the devil. He was talking to negative thoughts. He was talking to something that made him doubt himself. an obstacle. He was yeah. talking to the same thing that, the same voice when the creator told, said to Adam, who told you you were naked? He was saying, yeah. who, who, told, who told you were the son of God? Because isn't one of the interpretations of the word Satan ad, just adversary? Yeah, it's, it's not a... That's, it's not yeah. one of it. Is the... It is the definition of it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like that because even when, um, I think we talked about this, but the first time I went to uh, see Dr. Dispenza, in per that's, that's when I got in, uh, introduced to um, meditation. And I wasn't against it. It just kind of wasn't on my radar screen, you know. But I thought, well, I, I'm here and I paid the money for it, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. So when he starts leading in the meditation, he's saying, try to, Think about something that you would like to manifest and get in touch with the feeling that you would have. It's not just believing it's going to happen, but can you feel the joy that would happen if it manifested? And so, you know, I've been reading and teaching the Bible my whole life. So I can't help but do this. When he's saying it, I'm thinking, oh, Mark eleven twenty four. believe you receive when you pray. I got it. Faith is the evidence of things not seen, the substance of things hoped for. And to me, you know, the Holy Spirit in me wants to build bridges. If there's an entity in you that's wanting to build walls, you need to, you need to check that out. Because when Jesus was crucified, that veil in the temple that separated everybody, it was rent in, from the top to the bottom. And it was, it, it, that's why in, in Acts 15 it says, in the last days, or better translated, the days of fulfillment, I will establish the tabernacle of David. Not the temple of Solomon, the tabernacle of David. And the tabernacle, you, you, I don't know. You're too young to remember our Church of God days, but uh, but you, I don't know if you ever went out to the Church of God campground out there on, in Doraville. Ask your mom and dad about it. That's where my mom and dad met. But uh, it was an open air. It was like it was op it was just like a a tabernacle. And the tabernacle means everybody can come in. Everybody's welcome. And it's it's unfortunate when language divides people because you're really saying the same thing. That's why. You know, back year, now it's not so much an issue, but back after 9-11, when there was, uh, you know, there were people being um, uh, kidnapped by uh, it, by Islamic extreme, extremists, and there was even some executions that took place. I told Church of the Now, I said, it's not that I'm afraid to die for the gospel. I, I mean, if it came, if push came to shove, and it was, to, you know, I had to, you know, either confirm Jesus is Lord, or they're going to kill me. I'd be like, well, I'm going to have, I mean, I can't deny that. However, I said, if, so if some extremists kidnap me and they're firing up the, the chainsaw, you know, I'm going to say, hey, 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 before, 
Can we just talk a minute? I think we're kind of saying the same thing. Jesus used the word Allah, which is where Allah comes from, which is the same root, root word as Elohim. And, and you know, um, Isaac and Ishmael went and buried the father, the body of their father, Abraham. Like, uh, you know, uh, the Quran talks about a virgin birth. Like, let's, I don't have to hate y'all to believe what I believe. And that's, that's the unfortunate part of fundamentalism. It's like, it, it has to be us against you. And I don't see that in, I mean, even Jesus said they, they're not against us or for us. That's virtually missing in modern Christianity. Exactly. Um, I think in the, you know, in my mind, for whatever reason, here on earth, which is where we've all chosen to incarnate this time around, is there's, it's a, it's a place of duality. Everything we learn is by its opposite. And so I like to think of it as everything has like a higher consciousness to it and a lower consciousness to it. And even the self-help movement that's so big right now, there is a good part of that, that yes, everything begins with you. You have the power. You are the creator. But the lower consciousness of that is this, which everybody that comes to my teachings regularly knows, I don't really, I have a problem with this whole um, idea and all this talk about you have to have personal boundaries. Because I have seen so many people abuse that and use it to say, I don't have any responsibility for my behavior. It's like, if, if you don't behave, if, if, you know, if we're not having, if we're not in good relationship, I'd have to put a boundary up because, uh, which basically it's just, it's just absolving yourself of responsibility to be a decent human being to some, to another person and compromise sometimes. It's like, just because everything doesn't go your way doesn't mean you got to put a boundary up against that person. And I heard a woman talk one time about the fact that, you know, just logically boundaries, what are they? They're walls. And they, you know, yeah, they'll keep somebody out. But the thing they do more importantly is they keep you in. So when we're so determined to, you know, put up our personal boundaries, all that does is like it goes back to what you're saying is it's that's an either or. That's not a yes and. And it's not congruent with Christ is all and is in all. Yeah, and it I is mean, the, even Jesus in the same breath where he's rebuking the Pharisees, he says, but the kingdom of God is in you. You know, in other words, like. You don't see this yet. And that's why if we, like, I think we talked about this yesterday. I said, you know, think about, like, uh, and I've, I've taught them this. But like when Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? They were referring to reincarnation. They said, well, some say you're Elijah. Some say you're John the Baptist. And he, he wasn't like, I bind that in, in my name. Like, he's like, well, who do you say that I am? And, uh, and, and another time they said, he said, uh, you can't bear this now, but uh, John the Baptist is Elijah. He didn't say he's uh, came in the spirit of Elijah. He said, if I tell y'all what's really going on here, you're going to wig out. But he, they're the same person. Now, I'm not, I'm not teaching reincarnation in a Hindu sense. However, the whole concept of going from glory to glory is I died on one level. And I, I mean, haven't you been through something that you're like, you know, that thing virtually killed me but on the third day i arose and i was i was a different entity you know what um that reminded me of another thing that um i heard one time that i just love this whole concept a guy was talking about he was speaking in front of a um, college age audience and he just asked them he said how many of you out there have contemplated committing suicide and 
three-fourths of them raised their hands, young people. And so he said, okay, he said, the next time that thought hits you, this is what I want you to think about. And I thought this was the greatest way to address that, that goes to what you're saying. He said, imagine yourself walking out onto a bridge. He says, and go ahead, go ahead in your mind, just jump off. He said, but that, that's the death, but that's the death of whatever the pattern was in your body that, but instead of literally jumping off, let that part jump off and die and then walk across to the other Man. side and become something Come new. Come on now. And it, it also That's wisdom. That's wisdom. There's a then there again, something else I was watching. I was watching a movie and there was this little girl and she was being um it was like set, you know, back a long time ago. I don't remember how long, but it was like so the little girl was being abused by her parents and there was a like a caretaker, a nurse that saw what was going on. So she actually kidnapped the little girl from, from her parents, and she took her on a ship across the ocean to America. I think they were coming from England. And so the little girl, they, you know, obviously wanted to hide the fact that they had her. She felt like this was the only way she could save the little girl. So her name was something, but then she said to her, your name is now this. And, and so she said that when they got there to Ellis Island, that was like the end of the movie is the man said, what is your name? And the little girl said the new name. That's yeah. awesome. Well, and in that sense, the Bible's full of reincarnation. Cephas becomes Peter. Saul becomes Paul. Jacob becomes Israel. Every time God changed somebody's name, Abram to Abraham, Sarai to Sarah. I mean, it's just all through. And that's even in this teaching last week. That's what he, he said. I'm not going to let you go to you. Bless me. And he, and he says, well, what's your name? He says, my name's Jacob. And he says, well, it's not going to be anymore now. It's going to be Israel. And so what that what that says, and I, I don't know how many of you saw my uh, 11-11 I did uh, Friday night. Uh, but I was in in that uh, story, it says that the man, capital M, who was fighting with him, saw that he couldn't prevail over him. So he, he knocked his hip out of uh, socket, which is, it's fighting dirty. It's unfair. And I said, you know, there anything that you've been through in your life that you're like, this is just not fair that this happened to me. Jacob didn't even focus on that. He focused on the fact that his name was changed. Israel means the one who strives with God. And I said, you have to, there's, you know, there's some things in life that just are not fair. They're just beyond your control. And if you obsess over the unfairness of it, you're never going to get out of that match. Stay down at the bottom of the lake. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why, um, you know, even... Like, I don't, I don't like to watch like slasher stuff, but there's a lot of horror movies that are very tapped into spiritual concepts, in, including that ghost story. Like there's, there's a, there's a real truth to that. And again, if you're too compartmentalized in your mind through your own fundamentalism, you, my, my remedy for that is get a bigger God. God's, you know, if you really believe that Jesus was and is who he says he was and is. Jesus is a big boy. Take him to the party and he can, he can introduce himself to people. It's not, you don't have to, you don't have to be a helicopter over him like, are you okay, Jesus? Like there's a, I don't, I haven't seen it in a few years, but there, you, there was this thing floating around on Facebook where it showed, it showed, you know, Jesus on the cross, he had crown of thorns and it was like, will you please share this because not enough people believe in me and it hurts me. And it was like, it was really floating around a lot. Like, you know, I, 
I've tried to reach out to you, but y'all just won't receive me. So I'm the creator of the universe, but I need your help. <laughs> so I posted, I said, hey, y'all, please don't tell Jesus I'm posting this, but I'm really worried about him because he, he keeps sending this out, and Jesus is really going through something. Y'all, please do not re repeat me on this, but y'all, please pray for Jesus because he's really, he's really got some low self-esteem issues. And that's the thing. It's like, it, like I, I know even in, 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 uh, when I was in Bible college, they would say, you know, don't, you know, always play small because you want to put the attention on God and not put the attention on you. And I would think, how small is your God? Like on my best day, if I preach my best sermon, I'm, I don't think, I don't think God's like, you're getting too much attention. You know, it's like, I just, I don't know, crazy me. I just think God's bigger than that. And that's why, I'm very open to other belief systems because I, because the God that lives inside of me is also open to other belief systems. Well, we, too often, we create God in our image. No doubt of, about and it. Every single religion has done that. And it's that God in your imagination that's answering your prayers. It's, it's what you have imagined God to be. Yours, yeah. That's what's calling the shot. I wanted to, say, I don't remember what you said that remind, that put this in my head, but this was a, a mind blowing concept to me. Other people may have always known it, but I heard somebody say one time, eternity, we think of when we say eternity, eternity doesn't start when you physically die. Eternity is now, always. Birth and death are just two events in eternity. And so if what, what like is if the eternal life began at the new birth, it's not eternal. Exactly. If it's got a, if it's got a, a starting beginning, point. Right. So... You know, this this whole concept of, like I was talking about, going uh, across the bridge and jumping off, letting a part of yourself die that was negatively affecting you, but going on, what is the difference between that and physical death? It's just another level. You just keep going up levels. There was, I felt such an anointing on that when you said that, that thing about what the guy said about visualizing that. I, I mean, to the point that I think, I think it's a rhema word for somebody today. Because it is true that what you what you resist persists, and that's why uh, there has to be a certain amount of allowance in your life. Uh, even somebody, you know, Patrick uh, Cardin, he posted this yesterday. He said, "I got on my scales this morning, and I couldn't believe how heavy the whole armor of God was." <laughs> and I know that's funny on the surface, but the deeper truth of that is, yes, it is. You know. If if you're constantly in warfare mode, it's exhausting. Oh Lord! If you're always fighting yeah. a devil out there, you're creating your I devil. I remember years ago, before my theology even started to change, I remember sitting in a meeting in one of our conferences, and somebody they kept talking about the army of the Lord and the general on the white horse, and the and I just thought, I didn't sign up to be in a war. Why? Why are we always got to fight? Who? Who are we fighting? Why? I was. I'm tired of fighting. John 12. <laughs> he says, uh, "Now the God of this world is cast down, and if I'm lifted up, I'll draw him into." It. That's. It's as far as he's concerned. That's already taken place. And all this stuff that people say is predicting future events. No, they're all symbolic. When when John had this dream on the Isle of Patmos, it was it was a dream that he had. These aren't physical events that are going to happen. I mean, good Lord, how many times symbolism. has Jesus got to fight the devil <laughs> like he just can't win? It's like Sunday, 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 be there, the big rematch. But like, at what point do we uh, you know, announce to Israel that her warfare is ended? And I think, you know, even when James says, uh, from whence comes war and fightings um, among you, 
Does it not, does it not come from your own members? In other words, you're creating the drama. Uh, you're, if you're like, I, I don't know if y'all did this in your church. We, we did it in ours. Like, um, in the early days, if we had issues with the sound system, like people would be like, Satan in Jesus name, we bind you. And we just needed better equipment. It was like nothing, but when you do that, you create, you like, you keep attracting all this warfare and like when somebody says, do you believe in spiritual warfare? I'm like, yeah, okay, but I've opted out of it. I'm not, I'm, not I'm in a different system. I, yeah, I decided like, a long time ago, I'm not participating anymore. I'm also not participating in aging. <laughs> I feel you on that one. I'm just, yeah. I'm not going That's why you felt, when I heard, I, got, I, I thought I was through with all my, my um, uh, procedures this year. And so now I've got a cataract surgery. I thought, you know what, this, I'm going to look at it. This, I'm just getting ready to, to have, a whole new golden age uh, that's starting now. If I'm getting new parts, it's because new stuff is happening. I'm, this is, I'm not winding down. This is preparing. I'm getting little by little. I'm becoming the bionic man because apparently my future is going to be so amazing. I got to, I got to be able to see it. So I'm like, all right, this isn't, instead of thinking, good Lord, how many more old people things I got to have? I'm like, no, this is, this is a whole new world. I mean, and I love, uh, I don't know if you remember Richard Wayne Garganta, but I don't hear from him that much, but he wrote to me, he said, I had cataract surgery a few years ago. And you're going to, he said, prepare to be amazed. And I thought that's, that's, and some of y'all told me the same thing, but that's how you have to look at it because and if it's, it's all in your perception, I mean, everything it doesn't is. matter what happens to you. You know, you have to think, I mean, the most horrible, tragic thing can occur. Yeah, of course you're going to be sad. Of course you're going to be shocked. Uh, but I, I, there was also something. Do you know that if, this is a statistic, if you, when you have a negative thought come into your mind, if it lasts for more than a minute and a half, you are actively having to keep it in your consciousness. Wow. Negativity will kind of go away in about 90 seconds. Like Naturally. Yeah. So, how many times, though, do you just, you know, because you've ever done this before? I know I've done this before. I did this just the other day, and I knew I was doing it, but I was like, okay, I'm doing it. But, like, I was upset with my husband. Well, we'd had our little argument, whatever, and then, you know, went to sleep. Well, the next morning, you get up, and I was going to text him about something. I was like, oh, I had to remember. No, I'm mad at him. I forgot I'm mad. Yeah, it's like, you, you have to literally hang on to that stuff, but we do for some reason, but it doesn't matter what happens. And it's frustrating when they're not hanging on to it. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, like, what? And we're like, no, we're mad. Remember, we're mad. <laughs> Early on in our, in our relationship, Ken's heard me say this so many times, but I kept saying, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, why? I said, I don't know. You're just being quiet. I said, because when I'm quiet, it usually means you should be asking me why am I so quiet. And he finally, this was early on, he said, I'm simple. If I tell you I'm okay, I'm okay. And I said, Okay, he didn't mean simple. Like he meant like complicated. Yes. Like I'm not playing a game with you. I said I'm okay. I'm okay. So now I'm like, you okay? I'm yeah. Trying I'm trying to get good. you to ask me if right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> which I would be doing. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world to pout and nobody notices. <laughs> so what's the point? I'm putting all this effort. It's I'm putting all this effort into it, and you don't even notice. You're not picking up any of the cues. So what the again, heck? So why not just be happy? Well, exactly. That's called living in the now, you know, and you don't have to go through the the whole thing. Like there's some things like, should we talk this out? 
I don't know. You know, maybe not. Like, how about you're fine, I'm fine, life's difficult, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect. Let's just hang out together. <laughs> well, you know, another thing that Esther Hicks says about uh, marriage vows, she always says that the only marriage vow you should ever say is, I like you pretty good, let's see how it goes. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are you teaching on this coming Tuesday or how, how far in advance? I have do you no know? idea. Sometimes I'll get something, I'll see something, I'll hear something, and I'll write a little note down. Um, a lot of times it's on Sunday for whatever reason, but I really start getting stuff together. I think all week long I'm list gathering information, yeah. and then Monday morning when I know it's the next day, I kind of start putting it all together. I My uh, metaphor for that is if I've – got a word that's gestating in me i think of it as like if you were gonna if you were gonna cook a, a big meal and you go to the grocery store and you get something off the produce section out of the meats you got thought like all the, if if i kind of have a feeling of the direction i'm going in then every conversation i have things i li- listen to on the radio things i watch on tv th- they'll all be like a little bit of something that's going to end up in that meal. I mean, it's, a, and this is why I don't believe everybody has to agree with everything you say, because it's, it's a, like, if you call it church, it's a church service. You're serving. It's like, you know, you go to Piccadilly, those women with the hairnets on say, serve you, ma'am. And trout, you want, that, you want tartar sauce, that trout almondine. And, uh, but the idea is you don't eat everything on the smorgasbord. You just, you take what you want and there's stuff that other people will want. And that, that's the, I don't know what the latest statistic is, but there's like over 46-something thousand Christian denominations of people disagreeing with other people. Like, really, that just that uh, statistic seems to invalidate so much of modern Christianity. There's only, there's only 27 books in the New Testament, and it's the same basic story of, you know, a virgin conceives and has a baby and he grows up and, and dies on the cross. That 46,000 different interpretations of that it's a pretty simple story yeah um all right well uh you also you stream those uh on tuesday morning you stream them live yes on um i know we do facebook i think we do youtube and we do our um our website well her stuff's always good it's always very enlightened sometimes she goes into things i haven't even gone into yet and i'm like you know respect that's that's very very courageous of you and i love that and we're always on the same page and again, I'm sorry I had to call you last night to break in my mom's house. But there's like last night when I didn't have to get in that car and drive over there, you were like, I love all y'all, but my favorite person in the world, right? It was right there. Uh, and you continue to be. This will not be the last time I have you. I thoroughly enjoyed oh, it. I have so enjoyed anybody, it. Hey, did, before, before we close out, did anybody have a question you, you wanted to uh, how do we locate you? Just by name only? That's I can speak. Um, if you're on Facebook, if, um, my name is LaDonna. I'm uh, on there as LaDonna Diaz. D-I-A-Z is actually my married last name. So if you, if anybody sends me a friend request, I'll do it because I always post. They're on our church page, but then I always post my Tuesday teachings again on my personal page. And they're so, always really good, very informative. She gives you a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's spiritual and cerebral. You'll, you'll really like it. Anybody have a question about anything we talked about? All right, everybody tell LaDonna how much you appreciate
Fantastic. Pastor LaDonna Park Diaz, we were, you were always welcome. That was good. That was a good flow. I, I told you it would be fun. Uh, okay, let's all stand. Thank you for coming out today. I really appreciate it. Those of you who are logged on, who are listening to the um, um, podcast, I, I want to just respond once again to what... Uh, what you said about the um, visualizing the I mean suicide is such a horrible word but visualizing it because I think I think that could really save someone's life because if you only in physical death you're going to limit yourself and the thing is there may be some there may be a version of you that does need to die uh, and and maybe that's what spirit is leading you to uh I've had people say to me, like, what do, what do you do if you feel like, you know, you're, you're under so much stress you're going to die? I would say, well, I lean into it because I think um, there may, th- this version of me may need to let go of some things. And it's not, you know, in, in God world, death is not uh, the end. It's just a, it's just a, a different dimension. So, yeah. Die daily? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, uh, what Larry said is, Paul, Paul actually said, I die daily. And you know, the way we were taught that before is, I'm trying to crucify the flesh. And you know, people made it all about sin. And that's, that's, that's such an uh, elementary version of that. Because what he's basically saying is, I'm re- reincarnated daily. Every day, you know, why else would his mercy need to be new every morning? Because I'm, I'm, a, new, I'm a new person every morning. I mean, in a sense, going to sleep at night is like a death and waking up in the morning is the resurrection. It's like, well, it's a new day and I can't carry the grudge from yesterday that apparently is obsolete now. You know, it's like I can't get any good mileage out of this grudge because my husband's not even, he's not even tuned into the same frequency. It can be very frustrating sometimes when somebody will not uh, participate with your grudge. Do you have a question, Heather? No, just a sense of appreciation for everybody in here, for open-mindedness. I wish the majority of people we engage with outside of here could be, I mean, we learn so much. So much appreciated. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. We didn't even get into this. I'll have to, we'll have to do a two-parter. But we were even talking yesterday about a teaching you recently did on astrology. And it, it's not an either or, you know, it's like it, uh, it's there's there's there is so much out there. The knowledge of the Lord fills all the earth as the waters cover the sea. And if you're too compartmentalized, you don't tap into that knowledge. There's so I mean, you know, Jesus in John chapter 10, they're they're um, rebuking him because he's calling himself the son of God. And he says, look, in your own your own law, it doesn't say my law, he says your own law, it says. You are God's. And he said, by the way, I've got sheep and other pastures that you don't even know exist. You don't even believe it's possible. It's going to come together and have one shepherd. And, you know, that's why if anybody, nobody said this to me in a while. People that sometime back were telling me I was going to not going to get to their heaven. I'd be like, well, I promise you whatever heaven is, I'll be there and we'll have a good laugh over it because I'm telling you. The thing that you think separates me from God definitely does not. Just like there's things about you that they would separate you from me, from me liking you, but they don't accept, you know, God is 
God is universal. Anybody have a question or comment about anything? Did you get anything out of this today? Was it good? Yes. That means we'll have them back. Is that what you're saying? All right. It's unanimous. We're going to cause a church split at Spirit and Truth Sanctuary. <laughs> Go back and tell DE today. We, we had revival. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Um, we're going to play the outro, but I, I just want to just, just lift your hands up right where you are, and I just want to speak. Knowledge, wisdom, blessing, consciousness, life, strength, wholeness, wellness, gratitude, process, movement, evolution, light, strength, peace, comfort, blessing, health, youthfulness, power, might, ability, wisdom, insight, direction. Christ is and I bless the Christ in you. And of Christ in you. Everybody say I am well, I am wellness, I am. I am whole, I am wholeness, I am. I am peaceful, I am peace, I am. I am well, I am wellness, I am. Praise God, I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know, Eddie. Is that the Holy Ghost I'm feeling, or am I imagining it? I mean, you're an you're an expert on the ghost. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, the ghost go way back. I love it. All right, just remain standing. We'll play the outro, please. Contributing to Metron is quick and easy. You can give any time using any smartphone. Text the amount you'd like to donate to four zero four six two zero five zero four four. You will then receive a notification that you successfully completed your donation. You may also visit visionthenow.com and click the support tab to give there as well. When you contribute to Metron, you're also donating to the charity or organization of the month. Thank you for your investment into Metron. If you have a check, just make it to JESM. If you have cash, just pay it forward and bless somebody with it. And uh, I'll be back. I haven't decided if I'm going to extend last week's teaching into a series. I, I haven't decided yet. But there may be more there. I, I, like The more I talk about it, the more I think uh, there is something there. Anyway, um, have a blessed day. You wake up tomorrow saying, this is the day the Lord has enabled me to make. I will rejoice and be glad. I love you so much. Peace. Amen.